please. <laughs> Welcome to uh, AVDP. I think this is actually 63, but I really can't keep track of the what fucking episode we're on anymore. It might be 62. Should I say it? About talking in the microphone? Yeah, do I just talk? Yeah, you just talk. Okay. Hi. We have a new guest today who's never been on the podcast before. It's Mitch, my good friend Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, Mitch is uh, our, our expert in service industry. So all you... Among other things. Among others. Thank yep. you. Uh, so of all those people who are telling me that servers have, a, have it hard and they uh, deserve <clears throat> to have their customers change to accommodate them, and I say they're fucking crybabies. Are we going to take some calls on this issue? <laughs> I wish we could take calls. So Mitch, what do you think about it? You you know the uh, on Facebook people go around spreading, oh, look how bad of a tip I got, fucking mm-hmm. crying and yeah. bitching about how customers deserve to do better. And what the customer should be doing to make your life better as a service industry person. I mean, I think there's a gray area like there is to everything, but ultimately, you know, it comes down to the classic cliche thing of the customer is always right. Um, The business is around getting people to come in and essentially adhering to their needs, whether that's through making a, you know, the food item that they want or drink item or just acting how they want you to want. I mean, they there are things that are absurd that you should not do for someone, but um, yeah, I mean, the industry is based around doing what you want. I think one thing that's really problematic is servers who, whether it's based on time in the industry or just you know a false sense of themselves, think that they should be guaranteed a certain percentage. And I know there have been people that I worked with that'll constantly complain every shift you know, about getting bad tips. Like, I can't believe this guy to be that much and that much and that much. And to everybody else, it's obvious, like, you're just a terrible server. You know, they don't ever get that. They're just like, man, I keep getting bad tips all the time. What's going on? You can tell them what's going on. Good. But you won't. No. <laughs> Speaking of a terrible service, uh, for we had a little work lunch. And we went to Kyoto, our favorite place. <laughs> man, this place is just... It's, un- it's unbelievable. <laughs> which, which Kyoto? The one in Egan here. God, it's just the worst. It's the worst. So we were in there. We, got, we all got the buffet. And, you know, I ordered my... Th- like what I do in my strategy for the buffet over there is I order like three items mm-hmm. and then I, I eat them and then I decide what I want next and they come back and I order three more items. Uh, this rarely goes as planned because often they never come back. You know, they just don't come so back. Do you order stuff from the buffet? Yeah. Like the server brings it to you? Yeah, yeah you've been to Kyoto before. Never for the buffet, no. I don't think he knows. You've never had the buffet over there? Uh, no, but it's not like a it's no, not like a buffet you, you grab it? No, you have a menu and you order. Huh. And oh, they you bring mean the you. kitchen. You order things from the kitchen. <laughs> You making fun of me? <laughs> buffet is thing, something you walk up to. And well, okay, it's called all you can eat. It's the all you can eat. Okay. Yeah. Version. Yes. I mean, they a, call it the buffet menu. That's what it says. They do on call it that, that menu, but lost what, in translation. Whatever. <laughs> so I ordered my three things. Okay. One of them was vegetable udon. Okay. So they do this really annoying thing where like there's four of us ordering, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when, for some reason they, they they think that because all you can eat, everybody's got the all you can eat, you can just put everything in the center of the table. But like. Normal people can't identify the rolls. Like, whether you're getting a sexy girl roll or the crunchy caterpillar roll, nobody knows what the fuck those look like. You know what I mean? Like, they, they read it, and they know what's in them, but when it comes in a roll... They don't say it when they put it on your table? This is the... No, what they do instead is... So, four people ordered rolls, all right? The guy brings one plate with four rolls on it, puts it in the center of the table, and leaves. If we're lucky. If we're not lucky, he'll only bring two rolls, put it in the middle of the table. We have no idea whose they are, even, to start eating yeah. You know, and I mean, I guess in, in the all-you-can-eat context, like, if you get the wrong roll, big fucking deal, you just order it again. But it's like, it is kind of a big deal. Like, do, yeah. do a good, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, we got all, all of our food for the first run. 
uh, my vegetable udon just never showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, whatever. I'll just order it next time she comes around. She just never comes around again. So everybody's done eating. We're all sitting around talking about work and shit. And then she just never comes. I have to like aggressively flag her down. Like, hey, can you ever come back? Like, come on back here. She shows up and she's like, do you want something else? I'm like, yeah. So now I'm going to say a vegetable udon again. I'm expecting her to get this like glint in her eye. Like, oh yeah, I remember I fucked that up already. Completely stone-faced. Oh, you want vegetable udon? Just writes it down. Like, yeah, I wanted it 45 fucking minutes ago. Write that in your little fucking notebook. You know what I mean? Our waters never get filled up. Our table never gets cleared off. Yeah, you keep going back time and time I, again. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I like it. I, I like it because it, 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 it's an attraction now at this point. You know, like I like to go. I mean, I like the food there. I like to eat there straight up. The, the, the chefs know what they're doing. It's the waiters that are fucking inept, you know. But I also like taking the stories like every single time you go, it's like worse and worse. Unbelievable. And if you look at their Yelp or like their any reviews it's uh-huh. just people like me constantly saying that we're service we're service mm-hmm. like the worst and they will not change it no. and they never see the same server twice it's always the same terrible i mean this equally bad new people <laughs> oh you can eat shrimp for the great deal <laughs> yeah 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 what are you saying i mean you know that's they're, they're not marketing they're going oh, to well, exquisite service i and, guess not yeah but i mean call like, you sir and give you a mint and shit they're going to fucking i i suppose low quality shrimp but it's in infinite quality. Why it's not low quality though? Like that, it was a bad. Yeah. It was shitty food. I mean, yeah. you got that one bad thing. But I go there, I get the stuff I like, yeah. and it's good. And I'm I'm not like a you know sushi novice. I yeah. got sushi all over the place, and the food there's good, and they could hire better servers. Like when I go to Perkins, <coughs> they're well, good servers uh, there. There couldn't, and I don't know this for sure, but there could be something to the way that they do it. And I actually just wrote an article on this uh, for something I was doing with school, but. Um, it's very possible since they are mostly like a, I would say a, a team oriented restaurant as opposed to like a table oriented where like everybody kind of does everything for people, you know, people run each other's food, bring different shit out. Okay. A lot of times those people will just like split or pool tips or something like that. All right. And share it with food runners and sometimes even cooks and stuff. And I, I wrote an article cause they're talking about a lot of places trying to get rid of tipping and find ways around it. Um, especially in Minnesota because... There's something called uh, a tip credit that a lot of states have where when you're trying to get to minimum wage, some places, some states have a tip credit where whatever you make per um, hour with your tips can help like subsidize that. So if minimum wage is, and I know it's not, but let's say minimum wage is $10 to make it something nice and round. If you make no tips, you have to pay them $10 an hour. But in a state like one of the Dakotas or something like that, if you make, you know, $5 an hour, but you make twenty dollars an hour serving you don't have to pay them any more than that you know because you get to minimum wage the whole right. idea is to so, make sure they get a livable wage and tips are credited towards that That's okay. the tip so the store doesn't pay them they get paid less than minimum wage as long as they make tips exactly yeah but minnesota doesn't doesn't allow for a tip credit so you have to pay minimum wage so servers minimum wage is continuing to go up even though in all honesty even being one doesn't need to because we make you know you can make a shit ton of money doing it so what that's done is it's really fucked with people's labor and then trying to find ways around it um and so some people have just eliminated positions, like, um, you know, in our restaurant. We, uh, but why does it fuck with people's labor? I'm confused by this. Like, McDonald's has no tips, and they definitely have to pay everybody minimum wage. Yeah. Whereas a bonfire... But well, a food costs a dollar at McDonald's. It costs, like, 15 bucks at bonfire. Yeah, it, they're, they're, exactly. It's insanely different. Well, I, I, I guess it's different, but, like... It's, it's, it's just as simple as this. You, there, is, there are restaurants that are selling the same amount, and they have to pay their people more as... Minimum wage goes up. It's just that simple. You mean versus states where they don't have to? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, that's it's. I think and it's a little unfair. I mean, like, I mean, oh, we want to pay our guys less. Well, sure, everybody wants to pay their guys less. They found a loophole, you know. Yeah, but it's it's a little. It, just, it doesn't make sense well, that a restaurant can't survive with it. If obviously it can. I mean, some some places are barely getting by. You know, I mean, some places don't just reap in thousands of dollars a day. Some people are just yeah. trying to stay open. And when you make that difference of the ten people that are working every night, you know, or day and well, night, and now we're making, so. you know, cuts into them. Anyways, anyway, the whole reason I was bringing this thing up is because it's it's an interesting idea of you know when they're looking at ways to get around this and how we're going to go about it, we're going to eliminate this that. Um, one thing that's talking about is the idea of they do no tips. Some people in a, like there's a New York restaurant tour that's done this. You don't get any tips, and the the customers do not tip. It says don't tip, but everybody gets a slightly higher than minimum wage wage. You know, like it's something probably like fifteen dollars an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a like a something called like a I don't know like a service charge of some sort that's just put on every bill like statically, and then they just put that amongst everybody in the entire restaurant. Sure. But when you do something like that, I think it just saps your entire motivation. Well, yeah, you, so you socialize your you socialize your servers, and then they yeah, your socialism. Right? Yeah, yeah, they do the minimum amount of work to get one hundred percent of the. So the I, I am I am curious if these people in Kyoto don't really have an incentive to help you out. It seems that way, you know, because they really don't give a fuck. Oh, they're the worst. It's terrible. <laughs> so Kyoto, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, I'll keep coming back. Your hypothesis would. Uh, shed some light on that time we went when it was so funny uh, we found out in the the twilight outer of our time who our server was yeah we it didn't make sense if that is because it could it seemed like it was a million people uh, and then we learned it's like it was the, like the, a, dope, the bus boy it but, was like a murder mystery <laughs> yeah but like it makes sense because we were, we were trying to pay and like we couldn't pay and then we, we thought it was that but that would make sense to if they the all share it to the host stand yeah. to get anyone to come to our table so we could pay <laughs> And then finally, this one doofus who we've never seen the entire time says, like, he signs the, our check, like, thank you, and it's his name, like, Greg. And we dealt with, like, 40 people before him. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're doing over there in Kyoto. I, don't know. I mean, it seems bad. It seems like everyone just forgets about every table, and, uh, or at least bad. the tables you go to. <laughs> and the other, I was talking to Emily, I'm like, maybe at this point, because I always tip them very bad. Because they mm-hmm. treat me like shit. Yeah. And I, I take that seriously, and I tip them poorly mm-hmm. for treating me poorly. But at this point, I almost feel like if they see me, they know that that's the fucking Russian prick who doesn't tip, and they treat me like shit, and see me in the worst. Just reinforcing stereotypes about your people. Yeah, Russians are the worst. Yeah, they are the worst. You probably learned to be racist too, don't you? All right, let's get serious about some topics here. So one of the big things, which actually we, I was going to talk about last podcast, but I'm glad we didn't because the whole story is out there. Is uh, AlphaGo, Google's computer, beat Lisa Sedol? Lisa Dahl. The, the best, last, the last one sounds, sounds about right. right. Lee Sedol, he's the best Go player in the world. And Are you sure he's the best? The high, highest rated. Okay, if that's how you judge best. Uh, he lost to the computer with four to one, which is actually surprising. He got one game after he lost the first. It was, I th- it was that mistake though. Well, yeah, a computer apparently made a mistake, but I mean that's fair. That's fair for a computer to make a mistake. Well. Uh, but it, I thought after he lost the first game, he had no chance winning any games. But I'm surprised he got one. Well, this is the first time, so I don't think it's that surprising that he didn't lose them all. I mean, it's the first time a computer has ever beaten the best human, so I don't think it's that surprising that it wouldn't be a total rout. Well, he beat the like the fifth best player the a Euro- month ago. European champion, I think it was. Yeah, he it beat a different professional goal player handily, <laughs> you know. But I mean, so I mean, it's a good that, program. That, that guy was probably Caucasian. This dude was Asian, so big difference. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird to me to, know, to like to think that. I mean, I guess it's 
not that weird because the, in chess that happens too, but that the computer could lose after it, I, I don't know, I don't know if I told very much. But, I mean, I, I do think it is honestly of note as to how they said it lost or why they said it lost because it didn't, it wasn't just because it made an error in judgment or it made a bad play. The, the program actually, as they say, f- like failed as in it wasn't able to assess how well it was it was doing in that game because it did not calculate the move that it did correctly. So it wasn't just like, you know, like, uh, and once again, I'm not an expert on Go either, you know, but it wasn't just like a dude being like, oh, I'm going to move my rook here. Oh, fuck. I messed up. It wasn't that. It was a, I'm going to move my rook here. He takes the rook. It literally didn't register that he took that rook. Mm-hmm. For so it's like, like a for like six turns, yeah, yeah, glitch. It, like, it said it because oh, it, it, it said it dynamically. The program dynamically changes its playstyle based on how well it assesses it is doing versus that opponent, and it did not realize that a mistake that it made was a mistake until like ten turns later, or something like that. And so it played incorrectly. So it made some a series for, of poor yeah, plays, which which was a listed as a programming error, not like a you know a bad a blunder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you could. I think a, a the, you know a correct program would have just. They did it again. Time. I don't think you had a chance. They do it again. Yeah. Uh, so the difference with between well, how I don't know how this is different than the chess computer. I mean, it's a different program, of course. But did the chess computer win by learning and playing better, or did it just be able to see the future better? Well, they all win now. It's, they probably what. Like the best humans cannot compete against any computers, so there's in chess. Of, yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, at the time, uh, does the does the ch- does the chess computer th- like think and have a, a play style, or does it simply think a lot of moves ahead that a human can't see? When uh, it, it, it beat it, I don't think it. It thinks. Play, so. I'm not sure what it. I think though originally that one it was all just a brute force machine as yeah. in it just calculated right. a billion things and just figured out that I, I thought so sure. too and, that's what and I heard this one so I've heard some articles when they're talking about this go thing they're saying it's like very different than how the chess one works because it learns or whatever right. however some of the other some of the people I follow like on Twitter computer science kind of people mm-hmm. they say it's it does do that indeed but it still uses a giant lookup of just Kind of, oh, well, yeah. it just figures out a billion moves that a human never that, could. So it's still would, kind of brute force figure. It's not playing like a human. I think that would always be the greatest advantage of a computer, no matter how well. Yeah, but I mean, creativity. I can know. imagine that someday there could be a computer that doesn't. As in all the computers these days, they have the openings just programmed in. Like they know every opening perfectly, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's a gigantic advantage over a human yeah, for yeah. one. I can imagine someday maybe there's one where they can figure out just how to do well even without having that. Mm-hmm. But, but they I, like would just you teach them the rules, right? And, and they play, it, and it don't figures have it out at all, or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, very limited. Make them like a like that's, a. That's an interesting thought. Very simple database. Or maybe they understand you know, some openings, yeah. even no openings. They I mean, have, they should be able to just yeah. do the best move with no openings. I mean, they have those competitions where. You know, you try to write the smallest program and the smallest bytes to like play Tetris or something, but mm-hmm. maybe someday that'll be what counts as you know, well, what the, the computer has to be under a certain size, so it can't have a database. I want it to be so like the next the next like big chess explosion is writing programs to play each other and see who can write the best. Oh, they already have that. They have whole tournaments for computer versus computer. Actually, I would like to watch those. Yeah, that's interesting. My chess guy, I don't think who they I, are <laughs> I watched the videos of. He does a he did a commentary about one. Computer versus computer. Yeah, on a he. I mean, he's he's made like a thousand videos about this, but he had there was the computer best computer versus best computer championship. Oh, that's sweet. But what's interesting is they also have tournaments that say 
they call it centaur. That's the half man, half horse. Is that right? Oh yeah. Whatever. It's a human and a computer together. A computer horse? No, no. <laughs> computer, computer plus human can beat the best computer. Oh, interesting. Like an assisted human can still beat the best computer by itself. So they have tournaments. It's a human plus a computer versus another human versus computer. It's kind of interesting. Wow, that is interesting. I like yeah. that. Well, so the, there was a something similar to that. I guess kind of the interesting thought, at least. And I, I'm not going to remember details about it because I think I had a couple years ago, but. There was something like what one of the best chess players in the world played against everybody in the world. Yeah, it was, it was Kasparov versus okay. the world. Yeah, and and it ended up being you know you you would think that basically the the best player of the world you know who's participating in this mm-hmm. would essentially just run it and they wouldn't ever do better than he could do. How do how do they play the world? They took like votes on moves. Yeah. yeah, so everybody got to discuss. What they what they thought they should do before they made a move, mm. and then they they essentially like nominated you know some of the better people like I think there were other grandmasters you know that like sure. they, they're like okay you guys can kind of be deciding but they would consider what everybody put in as possible moves and then they would make one, um, and like I said you would I think it'd be intuitive to think that you know you could, you could never play better than the like the best person there could play you know what mm-hmm. else could you do but it didn't turn out that way that by getting all the input of everybody else who's much worse than the people that they're playing or even the people that they're collaborating with, they're able to play at a better level than they did alone. So, so That's interesting. Who yeah. won? We don't know. No, I think I think that actually the world won. And I remember there was a really interesting story about some female chess player, and I just laughed at the prospect of it, but they said like, no, no, not... not, not, not. <laughs> That sounds hilarious. I'm not laughing at the prospect that she was female. I'm laughing at the, at the prospect of, of what I'm about to say. They said that she she suggested a move at one point in the game, like a, a critical point in the game, that was so revolutionary and so like unheard of that it changed chess forever. Wow. And I'm like, you know, how is that even possible? Like, right, yeah, well, everything's no. been thought of. What the hell? But like, everybody was like, you know, they were like, oh my god, what? Wow. What? Nobody thought of that move. And they, and they eventually went with their move. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. conventional. I mean, like, literally, she, like, blew everything up and changed the whole world. And I think I think he lost because... That move. Yeah, literally. Well, that's crazy. You know, but, I, this this maybe... I, I was watching, watching Star Trek again. And uh, I made me think of that. This episode of Star Trek pissed me off so much <laughs> where Deanna Troy beats oh, yeah. Data in chess. So they're playing their 3D chess mm-hmm. game. And Data has, no like, no business losing anybody on that ship in, in chess, right? 3D I, chess, though. It's 3D chess, you're right. It's always been Android 3D <laughs> <laughs> So he's playing Deanna, and then she makes a move, and he makes a comment about how that is not the correct response to the move he made. As if, like, he knows it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, that's written about, you know? Yeah. And then she says, oh, you know, chess isn't all logic. And I'm like, well, that's not really true, Deanna. <laughs> and then she makes a move. The data had no idea was coming. And then he says, wow, what a great move. And now you're going to checkmate me in three moves. And I just hated that scene so much. Yes. But I was thinking that okay, that 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 showcase that scene, I looked it up. That scene came out before Kasparov lost. Mm-hmm. So at that time, a computer could not beat the best player in chess. And I guess it's reasonable for the writers to think that it's just too yeah. hard for a computer to play this game. Even though, even then, like chess is not a game of intuition. You know, what I mean, it's it's a game of one hundred percent known yeah, information. Yeah, people used to before before the computer has always won people didn't understand that they thought chess was going to be like the ultimate the ultimate in human and intellectual ability and the all like the ultimate of what intelligence was and then once the computers could do it and you could write a program that had the database like oh well, well, but, it but how it doesn't they, matter now, but how right? could it even even pr- like primitive humans in the you know early 90s era they sh- how, how can they not realize that because chess is a game that could be brute forced it eventually would be 
You know what I mean? Like why arrogance? <laughs> I guess, but I mean it's just like tic tac toe is a, no, a game of a known game that can be brute forced. Checkers is a known game that can be brute forced. Mm-hmm. So is chess. So it's weird that they would go, okay, well chess will never be, never, you know, we'll never get there. It's like a weird thing. But maybe, it, maybe they just completely overestimated. Well, they did, and I think that's what it is. They just thought that's way too complicated for computers, and that's so uh, my kind of rage. Of that episode is a little bit overhyped because at the time it was put out, a computer couldn't beat a human, you know. But then it's just kind of interesting how their thinking was that you know data could do all but, these calculations. But they were fine with going uh, ten thousand times the speed of light to cross the universe, and yeah. so that's an instant. Who was fine? As in, in the show, they're just traveling is past that, the speed of light ten? all the time. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah I think that's more breakdown. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could possibly do warp time. Right. They they get to close to warp time, but yeah, not, they can't. cannot go to warp time. Yeah. I feel only, like they probably the have only example that you could <laughs> They've gone they've gone like the traveler made them go in you know whatever. But <laughs> this kid, I love Star Trek. Warp time. I love Star Trek. I said ten thousand times the speed of light. I think. I think, I think that's warp time. I will check the record. It's it's in yeah. We'll check it out. I think we'll have to look at it. Warp factor ten. And then later, uh, Data plays this other c- character in Stratagemon, which is a different game. And he uh, plays for the draw in that game and ends up drawing the best Stratagemon player, which is also interesting. But I don't know. That Stratagemon could be a really complicated game that, you know. But he, the other thing is, like, fucking, what, why Deanna? Why fucking Counselor Troy? She has no business being good at chess. She's not even human. It's not even her game. Like, she's, she, you know what I mean? Why can't it be somebody who's, like, at least a, a chess person? man. Spreads in the universe too, and she's a woman. On top of that, beating. So you're fine if like Picard would have done it, or you were you would have feel better about it. Uh, I would have. I feel like Picard would be better at chess for sure than Deanna. Like who would win, Deanna or Picard? Well, I mean, I wanted to be Picard. Deanna's, and, Deanna's whole specialty is emotions, not logic. That and exactly, and she can't read his mind. Maybe mm-hmm. Deanna would be good in chess against Picard because she could read his mind and go, yeah. oh, he's planning. But in Data, you can't read him. So just offended yeah, that it the, was. If the Enterprise's like chief information architect was a woman, I'd feel great about her beating him. But like, not, yeah. not like they're, you know, the counselor. psychiatrist. Yeah. It was not even from Earth. You know, maybe what it doesn't matter like, if you're from Earth or not. Yeah. Because if what you're you from... They they're like, like 4,000 years in the future. Well, like I said, probably glo- globalization. They because would've... you have, like, chess is Earth's strategy game. Well, I know, but if, as long as... Where did chess... As long as chess was at her planet from her birth, she had just an equal amount of yeah, time. Yeah, I just, I, mean, I, chess, I just don't believe where that Where did she... chess start? In, like, India? I mean, you were born in India, yeah, you know how to play it. I mean, everyone probably plays worse in America. Than, probably worse than any given Indian. I mean, I... I mean, it's like every, like, different, like, the Stratagemon oh, is, is the strategy game of that planet. Like, they grew up playing Stratagemon, and then Betazoid probably has their own strategy game where they play fucking I, Beta Zets, and that's their game. And it's just, it I bothers think, me, I it's not a human. Yeah, I think you're missing the point, but it's, I get what you're saying. I, I got all the points. But this one's... I yeah, already I'm, stated I'm with, all my points. I'm with you on everything other than you say that because she's well, not from Earth, she she can't possibly have played chess or be into chess. Well, that's not, just, I, I say she can't possibly, but she's never expressed any interest in chess before. Like, they've shown Riker playing chess multiple times. They've shown Data playing chess mm-hmm. multiple times. They've never shown her playing chess ever, except for this one episode. All Jonathan of a sudden, now Drake should be so bad at chess. <laughs> He's good at chess. He beat the Ferengi in this episode I just watched. <laughs> really, he'd be so bad. But the Ferengi are bad at chess because they're not from Earth. Man. Anyway. You know what the uh, Ferengi would be good at? Cool. They would be good at cool. You're right. Uh, I read this interesting thing. Uh, there's an Assassin's Creed movie coming out. You know Assassin's Creed? This, this We're not taking the natural segue here? Which was a natural, the Star Trek one? Yeah, duh. Yeah, you're right. Let's take the natural segue. You're right, Malone. Wait, I want to. Are we done with computer talking? Oh, go ahead. You got more. I want to say one thing. I because I was thinking about this, and and you know, I was wondering. Okay, are there are there creative games that cannot be brute forced that computers will never be able to 
conquer. Well, the, allegedly, Go is one of those games that it cannot <laughs> ever brute force. Yeah, the line, well, the finish line keeps changing for what counts as creative and counts well, as Well, this is you, and this and chess too, as far as brute forcing an entire game of chess, uh, because if you take every the data it takes to store every board state, <clears throat> if that was one byte, if Which you take all. Not, the, but, it is. It's not. It's more, right? Yeah. You need a lot of data to store a whole board state. But if it was one byte and you took all the board states, there would be so many board states that there's not enough atoms in the universe to store them all. So your computer can never be big enough. To even... Well, not to store them, but that's that's the bad way to do it. Is it? Yeah. To brute to count brute forcing. To enumerate every single possible board state. That's 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 a, it seems like an inefficient way to play chess. But that's how that's brute, that's what brute force means, right? You, you no, they do it in a more intelligent way. They only figure out they go they figure out all the possible moves, and then whichever ones like where you take the other person's queen, they only go down that path. They don't just figure them all out. But how do they know that that's going to happen unless they figure out every possible move first? You don't. You throw away the crappy ones. But how do they know? Those, how do they identify the crappy ones? Every you, move that you does make, not involve. You branch out like four times, then you figure out all the crappy ones and throw them away, and you keep on with the ones that are promising. Oh, okay. Or something like that. I all mean, right. just I'm just kind of guessing. Sure. I'm just saying you don't need to store all boards. Well, go I mean, go is much more complex than chess. Yeah. So it's well, I mean, I guess I was I was leading something since we're so hot in business. Something like coup. Cool. I mean, think of robot playing coup, and I know you can't yet because you're an infant. <laughs> well, let's let's say poker. How about poker instead of coup? No. Okay. I thought about that and I disagree. I don't think that's. I don't think they're on the same level because poker, whether you're playing limit or no limit, is still essentially a thing of statistics. And I know, like you know, if someone's bluffing you all in. You know, mm -hmm. you, you can't really tell what they have, but at the same time, you know what you have. You know what the board says. You know what your probability of your hand improving is or staying the same mm -hmm. or a random hand getting better. There are calculations you can make on that. Okay. Well, for, for viewers to know what Kua is, Kua is a bluffing game where there's five personalities and you take actions, but no one knows what you actually have versus what you're claiming to have. So it's just 100% bluffing all the time. I mean, yeah. Well, it's not 100% bluffing, that's, that's but the, best the information is all unknown yeah. other than clues you get from social deduction. Yeah. So for a computer to play, it'd be an interesting experience. Well, just, just because of when we've been playing and how it has evolved, like we've talked about a lot, where, you know, at first we started playing, we were mostly just telling the truth and trying to have, you know, just trying to play that one narrow, straight, narrow path. And then we started lying a little bit. And then it just became more and more elaborate to the point of, if you're just looking at it objectively, there's no fucking reason that we just did what we did. But that's the reason that we did it, because it doesn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. you know, you it's not, it's not based on, on any type of logic or decision making. Well, it is. It is in well, our heads. Yeah, but I mean, it's not based on I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this because you know there are X amount of cards left in the deck, and I see this. I mean, sometimes we do things like that, but sometimes when we claim four different personalities in the first four turns, I don't. I don't know if there's a way the computer can can actually not just not just maybe. I think I think a computer would have a better time guessing what someone would have as opposed to playing that type of play style. Because what kind of program could you write where it's just says, I mean, unless you're saying, like, pick fucking random, like, project a random personality? Is that even Well, best? it would learn, it has, it, the computer would have infinite memory. Yeah, so it could, so it could learn your, it would what learn, you to do. Yeah, so exactly. So Why does it need infinite memory? Why does it need it? Well, yeah, what do you mean infinite? Like, it could remember every action you've ever taken in a session. Oh, so not infinite. Well, infinite. Well, in, in the course of a human life. it can't be infinite. <laughs> yeah, like, it, yeah. In, a game, in a game session with Mitch versus a computer, it would remember every single action Mitch ever took. And what the path was for that action, like it would be easy. That would, that's like unless Mitch is trying to trick it. But he would remember every action he took. 
whatever they be. The fact it would remember no matter what. Yeah. So it's, you would. It's not so, argument. Would it remember? It's a matter of could it understand. benefit from from remembering. Yeah, I think it would because I think it's it'll be better at randomizing its actions and picking up on your patterns than you would be at randomizing your own actions and picking up on his patterns because your memory's worse. Your ability to distance yourself from you know emotions would be much more difficult. Like maybe you want I'm this time I'm gonna really trick him, but well you did that exact same thing four games ago and so it you, remembers. You think that. a computer like the best computer coup program to beat the best. <laughs> I think that I am on, under the kind of the the line of thinking that there's not a game that a computer couldn't be better than a human at. Okay. I how agree. about how about Cards Against Humanity? Mm, well, no. I don't mean, back down from this. What about it won awkward? It, it won Jeopardy. It won Jeopardy. What the? That, of course. It yeah, would. but that's using yeah, but that's using like human language and understanding. So, I mean, that's like understanding fucking jokes. Siri would win Jeopardy. So, the but cards I'm saying it, it's understanding like. Uh, Cryptic clues. So I think sure. I, I, I'm with Krasny. I would never. Yeah, but the, I mean, think, of, think about something like Cards Against Humanity. You know, that yeah, works? I can't stand it, but yeah. You know that works. I know how it works. Yes. Yeah, no. You got to be really funny, and you got to put down George yeah. W. Bush when it's like, what's Swall- the biggest pile, your pile of shit here? Your pride. And I'm just saying, yeah, like I think a computer. I'd like to see like could, po- could probably win that eventually. The question over, I want to ask you about games. Cards Against Humanity is 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 the does the best <laughs> human at that game? What's his win rate? Like, if you're playing a six-person game of Cards Against Humanity, how good is the best human versus, like, a random human? I don't even know if the best player at Coup wins all the time. I mean, I win all the time. All all the time. I'm going to say win rate. So, like, let's say if if me and you play a Coup and your win rate 60%, you know, in a two-person game, that's a great win rate for you. You're much better than me. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how... Cards Against Humanity is a game that matters so much on that group, that time, that situation. A computer would have a very difficult time... Detecting I think, the I think there are games like that. I think I think this is is an extreme. I think this is hyperbolizing it. Yeah, but I think I there guess. are games that are based on that concept where you you cannot come in with a database that we're talking about or like we said a program of moves and and have it benefit. You, you I, think, ever, I think there are games where every single circumstance is completely different. Not just like is within the realm of possible things that can happen, but it's completely unique to the environment that is only happening that one time that you're playing the game. I don't think a computer could a computer, could a computer be the best at Pictionary? <laughs> similar, uh, similar question, right? Yeah, I guess it's a similar have you ever question. Played, have you ever played this game Dixit? No. There's a game called I'm Dixit. Straight. This is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because it was kind of a computer thing. Dixit is a game where a guy will put out a, a, a picture, which is like a, a girl flying a kite. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else has to have a, a bunch of pictures in their hand, like pictures of like watercolor paintings, an island. And then they have to just say a phrase, like shells on the beach, and everyone says a phrase, and then they put a picture down, who and puts, then who puts picture down? every player. So it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but instead of words, you use pictures that don't actually relate to each other at all. Okay. So there's a girl flying a kite, and then we all put face down cards, and it's like, okay, here's a seashells on a beach, here's a Saturn orbiting the Earth, here's a spaceship taking off. Yeah. And then you have to. Uh, identify something. It's it, whatever. I'm not going to go through the game and replay. I think a computer could explain the game better than you. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, the point is, it involves everybody saying something because they want their card to be picked. Okay. But not by everybody. So they're they're suggestively saying something that they think like, wait, they don't want everybody to pick it. Yeah, why? because everybody Who picks. They want to pick it. They want to get the majority of votes, but not all the votes. So that's what makes it complicated. So you, you, if you do the best, everybody will pick your card, 
and then you don't actually get any points then. But you want some people to pick your card, the most people, but not all of the people. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to not be too specific, but everybody's doing that, so it gets really muddy. Anyway, some dude did like a, he did like a whole, a whole expose in this game. And he says, the best way to play this game that's proven to be the most successful is when it comes around to claiming, uh, saying a line, you say something that doesn't make any sense, like a string of numbers that nobody could possibly interpret as anything. So instead of saying, you know, the, the tide rises in Wednesday, you just say four, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> and then everybody else has lines. And then the person who did the, who didn't give anybody an idea what they have, he ends up like winning the game of Dixit, like most of the time. What if they're all playing stupid. that way though? Then, then it's totally random what would happen. Yeah. I'll, I'm never betting that a computer won't win anything or be better than a human at anything ever, no matter what. You're physical you're or fearful. let me. So let me let me ask. So, so let me let me. This is something we've been thinking, hey, you're thinking about. You want to hold on to something that the humans <laughs> you gotta have, let it go, so. man. You gotta let it go. You think a robot could be better at me than sex? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Already is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, here's what we were talk talking about. Sibians. <laughs> My boy. Uh, uh, Fluent and I, and I were talking about it. Uh, what if so? Computers can write things. They can write. They can write news stories now. Like they can take news stories and rewrite one. That's you know, fine. And you wouldn't even know a computer wrote it. Computers can write sort of write stories. Mm -hmm. They're pretty shitty. I think that I've seen. They're like they don't make sense a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, some of the like s like chunks of sentences do make a lot of sense, mm -hmm. and they're written pretty well. So give it, you know, another couple, whatever years, a couple is probably too short, but say computers can write novels. They can write full-on novels, like Fabio-style romance novels, mm -hmm. what they like, right? Computers can just, they read all the Fabio novels, you know? Yeah. And then they just know the, the they know the, they know the formula for writing them. Okay. And then they can just vomit out 100,000 a day, mm -hmm. these Fabio novels. Then the computers would know what books tend to go big. Mm -hmm. Like they understand like what made 50 shades of gray go, go viral. The computers would know that they'd be able to figure it all out. Go, okay. Well, here's the virality, you know, hotspots in this book. So then you got one computer who writes a hundred thousand novels a, a day. you got a different series of computers that analyze all those novels for virality and say, okay, here's a bingo. Here's a bingo. Then they just publish them. Mm -hmm. And then the bookstores are flooded with <clears throat> novels written by computers that are like keen to go viral. And then humans just have no place writing books anymore. Except for, you might say, for instance, vinyl records have no place being around. They're inferior in quality, but there's like a, you know, people want that special touch of mm -hmm. like the analog thing. Yeah, so human, human books will be stuck to that. Like, it's like, you know, I'm going to go, you see this, like this piece of art is actually made by a human. Yeah, like, mm, and exactly. We were saying there'd be like, yeah, it'll be in your house and you're like, oh, it's, it's Barnes cool. and Noble will have it's a cool. section. Yeah. Barnes and Noble will have a section and that'll be the human niche, human yeah. written books, you know, human fantasy. It'll be like a niche yeah. market because computers are better at it. They're going to yeah. be better yeah. at writing books. But they will never be able to have a non-fiction book. You mean a fiction? No. Non-fiction? A computer can't like write a research paper? Well, not like that, but I mean like a non-fiction narrative. Based on experience, you mean? Yeah. Because they don't have experience. It can never be based on a true story. You're right. You could just make it unless up. Unless Androids write it. Unless Data wrote, wrote a book, right? Androids that had experiences? Yeah, but that's like... Why can they? Can they write a narrative based on someone else's experience? Yeah. That'd be a biography. Okay. I mean, I guess that's... You're they'd right. You're they'd right. Have, they'd have to have all the input from that person, but yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. I suppose. What if they can scan your brain and like get all your memories and then write a narrative based on your actual experiences? That'd be. That'd be arrested. Good. <laughs> It'd be a great narrative, right? I think I'd like to read it. I guess. Yeah. You wouldn't. 
It said, you know, <laughs> but we were just thinking like, what would happen then? Computers like wrote, they could generate so many novels a day, you know, and then mm -hmm. just and just publish or it. generate music yeah, I mean, or music or paintings or whatever. That could be one of those chess options that they just discard right away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, let's go. Let's talk about Star Trek. We've got a nice segue. This is about Star Trek teleportation technology. Yeah, it was nice about 15 minutes ago. Well, we still talk about computers for a while. Now I guess Star Trek. We're far from Star Trek, but yeah. so there was this. Uh, you you sent it to me, but I saw a video of my own as well, where how a transporter works and how it it, it kind of like when you get disassembled at the, at the top of the transporter, you're dead. Like that, you're you're dying. And then when you get reassembled at the bottom end of the transporter on the planet, whatever, you're a brand new being that was just created that happens to retain all the memories that the other being had. However, that one actually is dead because his molecules are ripped apart piece by piece. And then the same molecules don't get transported down. They're replicated on the spot. They're created from you know, new, new particles. So you're not the same person anymore. And then what happens if there's a malfunction in the, in the disassembler which rips you apart and instead it just makes a clone of you on the planet mm -hmm. and now there's two of you and just a bullet to the back of the head yeah then you gotta just kill then you the, gotta the kill the first transporter yeah you go sorry man it or, was a malfunction I think Star Trek would be sweeter if they always did that it didn't disassemble it just scanned you and put you together and like no 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 just every single time so, then right, Riker's so down on the ground and then like because so the person down on the planet they never know as far as they know they just got transported then how you, they know it happens but they never like you but know it's kind of fucked how, up how do, you, how do you get back up from the planet up then you gotta then your second command has to shoot you maybe they they shoot a missile down to destroy it's the so landing party or something like, like if they're out, what's what's the the quadrant that nobody ever goes to? Delta. Okay, so they're out in like the Delta quadrant, and they come on a planet where it's just like millions of dead transporter bodies. Yeah, there was one there's episode, like eighty Rikers and fifty Picards. Yeah, it's like the gas chamber on Earth when they go back and forth. There's just the gas chambers they lead. And they have to figure out how that happened. There, there was an episode uh, where Riker, they find Riker on a planet stranded, mm -hmm. and Riker's on the ship, and they find another Riker, and the, they figured out what happened was. Some weird weather pattern deflected the teleporter stream, and it made another Riker on the planet. So to that Riker, it's as if the Enterprise just left him, and to the other Riker on the ship, he's just been—he has no idea that he exists. And then they just ended up having two Rikers in the universe. Mm -hmm. So it was an episode. Yeah. So they touched on it, but it's—that—that uh, mm -hmm. that is an interesting thing that like it's the ship of the ship of Theseus, uh, like parable, you know, where is it still the same ship if you replace all parts mm -hmm. and make it build it on new stuff. It's interesting shit. The transporter. I know. I read that article, and someone brought up. There's this thing in quantum mechanics called the no cloning theorem. Did you read that? Part yeah, of I that? saw that video. Yep. Where they said, like, you can't perfectly copy a quantum state, but I don't, without destroying the first one. I don't think that's relevant in this case. It's not known if like the human brain is in like a quantum superposition, as in, it's not known at this time if the neurons are dependent on that. If they're not, then that doesn't apply to recreating someone's brain, but it's not known if it is or not. I don't know nothing about it. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. How about that? All right, we're back. Back at it. What are you doing? Smiling. Don't be the you ever, you ever try it? Don't be the weirdest person. <laughs> All right, we got a, a new we got a new kid on the block here. He's got his own topic to bring. So why don't you give us, uh, tell us what it is. Microaggressions. So tell me what this, I'm not, I don't think I understand what it means. To be honest, why don't you okay. give me a, let me a rundown? Uh, a microaggression. Uh, I don't know the exact definition, but it would be categorized as something 
or maybe even a, I'll just say a trend in society where the smallest possible things, and maybe we, maybe smallest isn't the right word either. So everybody is getting offended by anything possible, essentially. Okay. You know, I would, like, the difference between, like, an, what, if you want to say, like, a, an aggression or a microaggression, you know, like, someone attacks with a knife, that's an aggression. A microaggression is something like, you know, they they wore a feather on their head and I'm in, of Indian heritage and I find that offensive to my ancestors. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's there's just becoming all these... So microaggression is a term that is <clears throat> me- meant to to diminish See, what it's, someone it's feels? Not, it's not meant to be disrespectful towards whatever people are, are feeling hurt by. It's meant to characterize... Because it's so far from an aggression. It's meant to characterize the fact that, that there are essentially less and less significant things that are causing more and more offense. Okay. Okay. All right. So what about them? I think they're the worst thing that's happened to us. Oh. I think it's just fucking horrible. You know, I, I, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's just people becoming so overly sensitive to everything that, you know, everybody is... is... Okay, it, it kind of actually reflects what you're talking about in the servers thing, where I think that everybody is just so desperate to have everything that they want and they said and they're saying mm-hmm. be appreciated and loved by everybody else and you can't ever disagree with it you can't ever think differently you always have to like revere everybody for anything that they want and, and if they think if they choose and I, I want to say choose here because I don't always think it's just a, an organic reaction that they have if they choose that something you're doing offends them that society is now putting the pressure on that person to change what they were doing Instead of being like, yo, grow the fuck up. Grow up. He wasn't talking to you. It had nothing to do with you. The pressure is being put on okay. the on the, pers- right. the other person, the accused. Yeah, okay. All right. What if there was research that suggests that numbers of microaggressions add up to the same sort of trauma or whatever as a regular aggression? I don't Would believe that change psychiatry. Your okay. What I think it would have to be a study of that magnitude, and I don't, I don't agree with that practice. So if, so so even anyone even asking the question to see you would discount it out of hand. I mean, I you know, I'd, if research would be done, I'd, I would <clears> I would uh, look into it, but I don't I don't think it would change my opinion at all. So you said your dad has a comment was published. Well, here let me let me uh, we'll go back to that. I think that's a, a better summarizer. Okay. Uh, the most recent one that I saw today. Yeah. Um, I saw one recently as well. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. You tell me yours. The, okay. So. Um, Maybe this hit particularly close to home for me because I work in a bar. Basically, what I do all night long is greet people. When they sit in my bar, I, I greet them. I have to say something to them. I think we're talking about the same one. To welcome them. Good. Okay, so there was one... There was actually two that were right fucking next to each other. And I think that they're both there. It makes this even worse and makes my case more valid. People? No, no. There are two articles that I read oh, okay. that were like literally on the page adjacent to one another. Okay. Um, but they were not connected in anything by a publisher or author or anything like that. They were just happened to be grouped by, you know, whatever. So there was one that said, you should stop calling girls girls, or you should stop calling women girls. You should never address multiple females as girls. Hey, girls. Okay. okay. Um, to, to, to give them credit, it was, it was mostly related to age. Their, their first, they had four contentions. The first contention they had was that it 
infantilizes them because generally girls are referring to younger women, 18 or younger, and if you're talking to adult women, you know, it's, it's kind of belittling. I get that. Sure. To- totally get that, you know. I mean, I think, I think even within older women, I think there's still room to be playful in calling someone girls. You know, there are, there are regulars that come in, like female regulars that I have that are similar to my age, you know, late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around there, and, and you know, I'll greet them with girls, and yes, I know them. And I think they actually did make stipulation girls, like people you don't know. Okay. But I mean, even people I, I don't know, I think that some people would find that playful. But whatever, I get that. I think that's a valid concern. You shouldn't, you shouldn't belittle someone's age by calling them, you know, like a full-grown gentleman, you know, like, hey, boy, you know, like, I get it, same thing. They also, th- this is where they lose me. They said calling a, a group of women or a couple women girls promotes rape culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't agree with that whatsoever. And I would love to go on for the whole podcast and tell you how awful rape is and how it's terrible. And we do have a problem with rape. Uh, in, in society right now and not just necessarily the obvious physical app of rape but kind of the systemic oppression idea that, that they're referring to but I will never believe that calling a group of women girls is how promoting is it, how does it promote they went on this long tangent about how women are constantly trying to be young and they want to be young and, and, and youthful uh-huh. and by, yeah. by calling them girls you're either trying to enforce upon this idea that you want them to be young and youthful okay or stating that they're not possibly or reminding them that they're not and it causes this reaction inside them that they want to suddenly be younger and act younger which is generally associated with like it's it's a long winding path yeah yeah i'm not with them i like well and my first obvious thing i mean there there are plenty of people that i have greeted with girls and i I shouldn't say i mean it's by far not my most common one i mean I i will not you know not, not my go-to, but I've done it, and you know there is there is no reaction that 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 person is suddenly feel like they you know well they got a, they went home and wrote that up piece. <laughs> I I think that if there are plenty of examples of people who do not in any way associate that with rape culture, and those people not just being white thirty-year-old guys, but women who are called girls and do not connect that in any way with rape that you cannot say it promotes rape culture they might start now that they've read the story though and that's the dangerous fucking part of this whole shit they might actually culture. like the next time I, someone who I've called girl before and she'd be fine and we'd talk and have a good time and she says oh thank you you've been wonderful I'll come in again she might read that and be like Wait a were you trying to fucking rape me are it's you trying to this time, repress women like it's just fucking stupid if, she, if this individual who wrote this if, if when someone calls her a girl this is what she draws about I would never want to call that person a girl. I wouldn't want to cause them that type of trauma. But to say just unanimously that doing this causes this is such fucking bullshit. And it's, and it's a perfect example of what microaggressions are about now. She feels this. Yeah. And, and I feel terrible that she feels this. I don't know, you know how she came about that, but if she's telling the truth, she feels that way, I would never call her a girl. That doesn't mean that everybody else should have to change. Well, okay, let, let, let's... let's talk through it so let's say that some people feel this way okay isn't it just to society's benefit for you to stop using it all the time well interesting point okay so the next article that i read right next to it Mm -hmm. said you should never call 
a group of what looks like women ladies. That's the one I read. It's <laughs> exactly it's the serious. one. That's exactly right the one I saw shared. Other. Yep. Because in in today's uh, you know um, I don't want to say wishy washy as in like just being irreverent about it, but you know of, of kind of transgender you know people having uh, different sexual gender identities and it's sometimes very ambiguous. You don't want to say because a person who perhaps has female sexual organs and you know whatever longer hair you don't want to call me woman because maybe that's not how they identify yeah there's okay. a trans a transgender yeah piece where yeah. not everyone's a lady who looks like a lady and some men prefer to be a lady yeah. and you shouldn't assume their gender and assuming somebody's gender is you know you wouldn't say hello blacks when you saw a series of black men you know yeah. so why can't there be a neutral way to address people without genderizing them immediately yeah. because some might find that offensive yeah. y'all Yep, y'all folks. They, they literally, literally said, hey folks. Hey folks, hey, that's folks. what they said. Folks, or, or hello, hello. I guess we just say hello and but cut it. you have to understand in the same line, once again, doing this day in and day out, I've been criticized for calling a woman man because she feels old. I've been criticized for calling a guy sir because you feel like he's much more loose and like casual. Yeah, hey, like, how's my father's name? <laughs> like, you can't call a fucking person anything now. If you want to say, hey, this, this woman got offended because she makes you feel old when you call her man, and then there's probably some giant write-up by some fucking blogger being like, the last thing women want to be is felt old, and you made them feel old, and now she's going to do all this cosmetic surgery. It's like, yeah. because someone gets offended doesn't mean you should change what you're doing to everybody. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're somewhat right. You know, there's other things there. There's some things that could be removed from our, our language that arguably would improve society. You know, and I don't think that that is one of them at all. Well, the ladies one is more interesting because that you are making assumptions about somebody who is you know may or may not be a lady at all, and you're saying that they are, and they might not be, and that you know. Sure, I mean you you could say the same thing for a a totally straight guy who is very slender and has soft features and long hair and you know dresses something. I mean. Most people who've worked in the industry have called a guy a girl before, because you know, mm -hmm. or a girl a guy if she, you know, has whatever what you, features you would identify, and, and you feel terrible. You know, it's it's like right. oh god, okay, that's a terrible start. I'm so sorry. But at the same time, as that person, and and once again, I'm not I'm not discrediting their decision to do so, but if you are a guy who is wearing effeminate stuff, long hair, slender, you know, dressed up, you have to understand why I mistook you for a girl. That's not, it's not like that's some giant leap of fucking, you know, assumption. Well, and the same thing yeah. as, a, as a girl. If, if you are dressing in what would be identified as typically, you know, male clothing with a male haircut and whatever, and, and you have masculine features, once again, it's terribly unfortunate that I misjudge your gender, but you have to understand why. I wasn't meaning to offend you. I wasn't meaning but to... But you don't have to, you don't have to choose a gender at all. You're is, right. Is the argument. You're right. I don't have So to. it's like when you mistake someone and you just start speaking Spanish to somebody who looks like he's Spanish, but he's Native American. Like that is, that's offensive, right? No, that's yeah, the thing. You, you it's not offensive. It's not offensive. You, you must understand why I mistook you for for Spanish, though, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's uh, not offensive. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Here's a question. It feels a little. You're offensive. saying, do you get to decide what's offensive to someone else? I don't get to decide what's offensive to someone else, but they don't get to tell me what is offensive to everybody. If someone says, "Hey, uh, I come into your bar a lot, and I don't like it when you say the term jelly bean." My mom was killed by a jelly bean. So can you, can you call it a, a gummy shell? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you know what? Totally understand. <laughs> I don't need to say gummy shell. Or I don't need to say jelly bean. I'll say gummy shell. We have a bowl of gummy shells. Okay. Okay. I'd do it. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Could you change the menu? But, but if she, some reading it but if she said, don't ever use the word fucking jelly bean. Don't use it. Some people get hurt by jelly bean. 
You're gonna say fuck. You're goddamn right when I don't mm-hmm. see her and I'm in the next room. Or maybe not next room, maybe she'd over here. When I'm five miles away, I'm gonna say jelly bean again. It's absurd to think you wouldn't. I'm I'm still in this uh, Spanish thing. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking. I mean, like isn't it offensive that you assume somebody speaks Spanish because they look because a certain way? No. You don't think that's offensive? If you if you even if they are Spanish, they just don't speak Spanish because they're they're American. Isn't it offensive to just say no. "Cómo está" to them? Not at all. People say "Cómo está" to me. Why? Because people think they're cool saying shit like that. Well, okay, maybe. I mean, Gracias. Sure. What, right. am I now? Okay. Well, what about fucking Chinese instead of Spanish? Because Spanish I think kind of it's not. It's not offensive. If if you were if you were like well, making fun of them, or if you were mad that they didn't understand when you talked that, that would be offensive. Yeah. I bet. I bet a giant, way bigger of a proportion of like non-white people uh, would get offended by someone starting a conversation in Spanish than would women being called girls. I'm sorry. So. I think I think uh, people could be offended by being spoken Spanish to if you're not white. I think that's uh, I would I would guess. But I think I think maybe. that's I think that's the problem with this whole thing is that people are looking for fucking reasons to be offended. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I, I mean, oh, I, I think the pendulum. Listen, listen. Okay, right? let's say let's say somebody in uh, in is North African, okay, and they they are you know a black skin color. They they do not speak English. Okay. The only white people, Caucasian people, they've interacted with, are French North Africans, who speak French. If some guy came up to me and started speaking French because he thinks white people mostly speak French, would I be like, "What the fuck, bro"? Well, I mean, you are hard to offend, I guess. But no, but would anyone realistically think you should be offended by someone saying you're white? You should probably speak French because every white person I've met speaks French. Is that is that something you should be offended by? Yeah, I guess you're you're making yeah. sense now. Take a take a ballsy stance here. I mean. This is, this is the culture, you're trying to justify this shit for them. It's like, well, maybe I can see how. No. If you really think hard, yeah, I can see why somebody would be offended, but it's just not fucking right. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have white privilege, so white French people and white English speakers should never complain about anything. And maybe, you know, it's harder when people look at a, a person of a yellower, browner skin color and assume mm-hmm. that they speak a different language. But it's not offensive. The act that you are, like, s- seeing if they speak this language is not offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think what's the the offensive aspect is that you're making assumptions about them that you don't you don't need to be making, and like you don't you're you know it's it's perhaps you're just trying to reach out to them and connect on some sort of common barrier. Well, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, and that's offensive. You shouldn't do that. I think that our society is definitely swinging in the direction that you shouldn't do that. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. Would you know you. you it isn't offensive unless you mean it to be offensive, I would say, from to take offense. If there's a way that it benefits you to call women ladies or to, you know, speak Spanish to Spanish people, then you should take it on a case by case basis, probably. Like if some people are offended, but other people might not be offended. That's that's it gets it gets weird, you know. So you can't just cut it out because sometimes people like it. Can't just cut it out because yeah. Well, you can cut it out, but like, why would you? Because sometimes people like it when you call them girls. Absolutely. Like it's like being hard. And some people would. Oh, hate you're carding me. That's what a what a what a compliment. And some people hate it when they do it. Right. And some people would hate it if I called them folks. Literally, I would hate it. They if I was they, they, they suggested in the article that you should say, "How about hey folks?" I just say hey folks. Some people would hate that. 
and like the risk of the risk of hurting the feelings of a transgender person is like do you, do you really so think tiny do you really think I could I could be in a in a high class like four fucking star restaurant say folks and say hey folks you really think I could do that you gotta be more no you have to say lady gentleman you have to use terms like that mm-hmm. and maybe that's something that 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 should be changed yeah but the fact is that's just as offensive to some people as as mistaking the identity that is intentionally being ambiguous yeah yeah I mean that's that's something else it's like they. They should be used to the world by now in the way it is. But then it's like, should we not change the world? It, it's a weird take either. You know, you can go either way with it. The world should should absolutely fully integrate a space for, you know, in this case, you know, transgender people or whatever. You know, I know there's multiple terms for it, all that stuff. I mean, you, you, should, you should allow for and create space for that. But they should realize that this is, this is a, a difficult society to to instantly change like that and that there are a lot of people who are fully welcoming to making that change but they're making it more difficult by carving out a fucking space as opposed to being understanding that this is a transition yeah i mean i i would say they're they're trying to make change in their own way, you know. I mean, what, how, if you're going to write this blog post, if this is important to you and you're going to write a blog post about it, what would you recommend they do instead? Not write the blog post. Which which one are we talking about first off? I mean, the one who cares. Well, like, I, if, I think I think they're slightly different in my response. Oh, the rape, the rape culture one is like just do both. <laughs> the the rape culture one I just I like am incensed about. Well, that one is is yeah, I don't really get I don't get that one. So maybe I can read the read the article to really get it because I don't I, I really don't see the connection myself. Do you see? I mean, uh, you told me the justification. I mean, I guess I can, I can uh, listen to it and understand what they're saying. Uh, I don't know. I don't get where it, I don't. I, don't, I just don't understand where it gets <clears throat> to rape culture. It was. That's it, what is it? Is it rape culture that women try to look young? Is that the fault? Is that a rape? Is every woman that makes I, herself I, look younger? I thought it was poor writing as well, so I didn't exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I don't you. get. Maybe it's probably poorly written post the ladies one I did read and to me it you know I mean it it made sense in that I can see how this might offend some people and it wouldn't affect me too much to I I understand that 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 could be I understand that that is a it is a an issue where identifying with gender can lead to an error in assessment I understand that but you have to understand the the, the intent behind doing that. Now, let me... What if you assume somebody was gay based on how they were acting? Is that offensive? <laughs> if you assume someone is gay. Yeah, there's a guy who's, you know, acting acting gay, quotes, air quotes here, and you assume that he's gay, and then you made some kind I, of a... I get what you're A lighthearted gay joke but, uh, that to is, connect with him. That is honestly different for me. Because you cannot say by looking at someone what they are trying to be. There is a guy that everybody I've, I've ever known thought he was gay and he's not gay. He speaks with, you know, what you would say that would be the stereotypical, you know, like high, yeah, so, twang and right. he's very animated. But so you wouldn't make an assumption that he's gay based on how he's acting or looking? No. Well, yeah, so that's the, why would this not apply Because you to? never greet someone with, a, with their sexual orientation. You never say, hey, gay guys. You never say that. What's up, queers? How's it going? You would never do that. Just well, like you would say, what's up, straight boys? Like, you wouldn't say shit like that. Well, 
I guess you could say like I have to choose something to greet them with. It's, it's I can't just pass. I have to choose something, and and no matter what I say, someone can be offended by it. So just fucking give it a break. Not if you say just hello, 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 David. Welcome to our restaurant. Can I show your? I mean, some I'm people not, want more attachment than that. Well, no one could be no one could be offended by you not doing that. If you just say hello, people, come on in and you know sit in this chair. No, no one can find offense there. They're not going to go, you fucking prick. You address me as sir. Or don't address me at all. Uh, I guess I could see somebody saying that, probably. You'd you'd totally be surprised. (laughs) I'm serious. Here's a a comment I have, though, about the whole outrage culture and things like that. Yeah. So, Mitch, you're saying you read this article that you thought was too extreme of word policing and not likely representative of a large amount of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... What do I want to say? Saying, uh, like, anyone can write an article on the internet that sounds... Like, if you can imagine any kind of a position that you find is uh, completely absurd, someone's probably written an article about it. Sure. So I'm just saying, how much How much should you really... How much is that article really mattering? And do people really care about this? You know what I mean? Like, I think we could say a lot about things like that that are talked on this podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely. You're right. You're right. <laughs> However, I, I feel this sentiment where everyone says everyone gets so offended all the time. Like we're just, but yeah. is it just because anyone who wants can really amplify what they want to say? Mm-hmm. Are are this many people really getting offended about well, things? Regardless like, of, the, of if, the, if the numbers of people that are getting offended have increased or not, the amount of reform that's being caused by these yeah. people speaking up is increased. So there's there's a there's a reality to the the. The weight behind what these people are saying, whether it's the same number or whether or not, it, and and the fact that changes are being made is is what's bothering me, because you're just you're left in this fucking place where you can't you can't do or say anything to anybody. Yeah, we're definitely going there. We talked about this on the previous podcast. The word uh, the ableist language, the, the word stupid and the word idiot and things like that. I believe we did. Yeah, which is people consider that offensive what's traditionally. That? Traditionally, the words like stupid or idiot or imbecile or moron or things were used to describe, you know, mentally challenged people. Mm-hmm. People these days, some some people find that offensive and they want to stop that kind of language. That one is really, uh, I notice it all the time ever since I read some of these things. Well, it's I think with that, you know, it's because those words used to be for something specific mm-hmm. and then they were incorporated as just a negative word. Mm-hmm. It's like fag. Right, you know, it's like that—that that was a word that meant something, and then they took it, and now it just means straight up negative things all mm-hmm. the time. But it, the word itself isn't negative, you know, so it, it right. becomes an offensive word. But that can follow the path there of why that now all of a sudden, it, you know, a person who is retarded—that's mm-hmm. a—that's a—that's a word that's just has negative connotations. You know what I mean? So they don't want it to be that word anymore. They want to be a new word. So they make up a new word. Yeah, but eventually that word is going to be deemed to be offensive well, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess the, the yeah. argument there would be stop taking these words and using them as, you know. But I mean, you got to have one word. you got to have some word to describe things that are stupid or That's people true. that are idiots. Yeah. But I, I, can, I can follow that path. Like the whole girls and ladies thing, it's really hard for me to, you know, it's pretty hard. i got to think pretty deep to find the offense. Whereas with those words, I, I can't find it pretty easily. I would guess when we're older, it's going to be not socially acceptable to address people by any gender or yeah. to really have much of a gender assumption. I think that'll be seemed like, hey, blacks, you know, like something like that. That's kind of my guess. Well, it's, it's like, be. okay, it's similar to if, if I were to hit on someone that I thought was either a woman or a straight woman and she got offended, 
Because I assumed she was straight or I assumed she was a woman. Is that offensive? Should that ever be offensive? That's a fucking compliment. Yeah, you know, there are definitely some people that would say that is definitely offensive. Yeah, and that's stupid. I mean, if I was like, sup, slut, you know, looking up her dress or some shit, yeah. But I mean, if I was like, hey, you know, I saw you from across the room, I, I, I thought you were really beautiful. You mind if I buy you a drink and maybe we can, you know, talk or something like that? Yeah, some people are offended by that. Don't, don't enforce your patriarchal culture on her, you fuck. <laughs> Just because you're a man, you gotta come over here. Maybe if she wants to talk to you, she'll come, take, come to you. Uh, yeah, I hate the world. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about this other thing. So, we're talking about serious issues. Uh, I saw this Facebook post. What? Oh, is it the same topic? Oh, you're done? You're not done. I didn't bring what my dad said. Oh, well, get fucking to it, man. I was gonna get there eventually. Okay, go. Does the word fuck promote rape culture? You know, I haven't read enough blogs about that, but it definitely should, <laughs> right? Should? Well, you, I mean, should, you could yeah, probably make a lot of money writing no, articles like, about no. it. No. If, if things as small as calling women girls promotes rape culture, then then every time I've ever said fuck must promote it. Oh, yeah. But there's no blog post about that. I'm sure there are. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm not Googling it. Anyway, tell me about what your dad said. Yeah, so this guy, this was the first thing written about this in the Princeton Alumni magazine. You mean the first... What do you mean written about there was, it? There was, a, there was an article on microaggressions, and the next week they had feedback, you know, reader feedback. And okay, the yeah. very first thing that they posted was what my, my dad wrote. And he, he referenced a quote from somebody else who was a Princeton graduate, and I think was giving a speech, possibly at Princeton or someplace else. But the guy said, you can judge the size of the man by the size of the thing that bothers him. Let him sink in. Okay. All right. You mean like the dick, right? <laughs> You can tell the size of the shaft. <laughs> okay. I, I think that why is, is that... why is that such a sexist quote, though? I, no, I'm not saying it is. Size of a, a man? Oh my God. Mitch? Because it was said in a time when that was... Well, we fixed that by now, didn't we? Yeah, that quote, that quote should be expunged. And that's quote's bullshit. Okay, actually. let's change it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, okay, good point. We're, I'm just fucking around. But really, yeah, like, at the same time, that quote is, is, you know... It's fucking perfect. It's a good quote. You can you can you can get offended by anything you fucking want. Yeah. It takes a much bigger person to be like whatever. And nobody wants to be that bigger person. Because they want to have they want to have this world perfectly it's, carved to it's accommodate them. What I'll say about that is it's easy to be the bigger person when you are no, don't even bring it, up it, my I fucking mean, color. I mean, it's every all of our colors, but yeah, if you're if you're in the if you're in the in the majority and in the position of power, it's easy to be the bigger person about everything and not to see anything from anybody's perspective. No, well, it is just a fact. It's true. I really disagree. I mean, you can't disagree. It's no, just because true. No, because you're saying it about me. Um. Yeah, I'm saying it's easy for you to say whatever. If you want to say it's easier for most people, that's fine. It's easy for you. No. You so you admit you can easily say whatever to everything. I'm gonna yeah, it's easy for me, but not because of how I was born. How can you say that though? It's because of my perspective. Yeah, but that, that's a product of your upbringing and everything that you have. So maybe it's parents. Maybe it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm white or the fact that my parents were wealthy. Maybe it's the choices that I made growing up. Maybe, but yeah. you, you can't say that for sure. You're right. But I'm saying it's easy for you to say that because because of all the advantages you have. So for you to be offended and just let it all go, well, okay, I mean. You're going to be fine. You can yeah. get offended and you're, nothing bothers you. But if you're in a different position... There, there then... have been people that have been very mean and tried to evoke anger and hatred and tried to offend me. And I don't give a fuck. I, I don't I, give I, a fuck. I believe you. You don't convince me. And you there don't are, give a fuck. And like, there are things that, that I guess I would still possibly feel like could offend people that could also apply to me. 
but I don't care. I don't think it's just because I don't care. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's easy for you to brush things off in the same way that it's easy for me, and it'll probably be easy for Malone, mm -hmm. because we are not threatened by anything. Like, the world, doesn't, the world doesn't scare us. The world's not against us. So for us, we can just not care about small things and not give a shit. Whereas for other people that are, you know, they, it's different. I mean, I'm with you in a lot of things you're saying, but to just say it takes a big man to not care. You need to d divorce your idea of what we're talking about from serious issues, like people being blatantly racist and people destroying someone's religious ideas or something like that from what we're talking about, which is microaggressions. Yeah. I mean, you're, that, in the case of my, I think microaggressions are, you know, you're right. But the whole, the whole quote, what it means is just to say that, I mean, the, the purpose of this quote, the, the meaning behind the quote is let the little things go. That's kind of what it, that's the point of the quote. It's like, don't sweat the small stuff. That's, this is the concept. Yeah. And I mean, I get the, I get the concept, but what I am saying is a defense of people who get offended by things that don't bother us. There's a big difference to just telling those people to just let it go because it's. But, the, but we're not. I'm not talking about telling them to let it go. I'm talking about changing society because somebody gets offended. That's what we shouldn't do. Change how you interact with them. So what was don't the, change society. What was the rest of what your dad said, or is that just quoting the quote? Yeah, I can't remember. Like you know, he, he put a little article. That's basically his, his gist too. Yeah, I mean, I know we start off by saying I'm surprised nobody has referenced this because he's a Princeton graduate, whatever, whatever. But he said this in the speech and then said some other stuff. But I mean, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to be said about this stuff, I think. I don't know. All right. Well, since we're talking about important issues, serious topics, here's the thing I saw on Facebook. I've seen it a lot of times, but uh, I got into a fight actually about this with my dad's, a friend of my dad's. <coughs> who, on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> my dad's old coworkers. Uh, okay. So the concept here is, which is interesting, um, people who are getting welfare should be tested for drugs. Some states want to have that be a law. Some states, some, some some states have it. As a law, yeah, didn't they do it in like North or South Carolina? A lot of states, and I did some research on it. Now, in a, I can see in a different time, I would have been for this. I would have been, yep, absolutely test them. Um, I've totally flipped on it for a couple of reasons. First off, I don't care if people are on drugs or not anymore. It just doesn't. I don't give a shit if they're on drugs. Doesn't matter. Uh, the other thing is, I looked it up. It's just been completely ineffective to do this. And then so these like Republican, hardcore Republican types, like, yeah, we should test all these people because they're all. I mean, what's they think they're all freeloading drug addicts from the perspective of the Republican, you know, Trump supporters. All these welfare babies are definitely on drugs and they're definitely squandering all the money. There's no legitimate case for welfare. That's in their, in their mind, right? That's the twisted perspective. It hasn't been effective as far as finding people who are doing drugs and eliminating them from welfare. And then I have a blog that I'll list, but it says like states will spend, you know, 250 <clears throat> grand to test all the welfare applicants or not all of them, all the ones that are suspected of drugs. And then they'll find, you know, 10. And those 10 can't get welfare benefits. So, okay, I mean, as a, from a perspective of saving, saving, saving your tax dollars, it isn't really doing it because you're spending a lot of money. It's doing, doing the opposite. Yeah, you're, it's waste, it's wasting you're spending dollars. a lot of money texting, t t uh, taxing, uh, testing everybody, and then you're eliminating a very small percentage of people from getting welfare. But even if the best case scenario for the people who are toting this practice, let's say everyone's on drugs. And they're, they all can't have welfare. And you solve the problem. Welfare is gone. Well, now all the people who don't have any fucking money who are dr on drugs are just dying in the streets. And now it's still your tax money that's got to remove them from the street and bury them. 
So like no matter what, your tax dollars are taking care of the poor. Whether it's through welfare and they can sort of take care of themselves or it's from them fucking just dropping dead all over the place. And then you're still fucking taking care of it. So what's, what's, the, what's the story? Well, how come it's fair for me to get tested at work, but it's not fair for a person getting my taxpayer money to get tested at work? Or not at work, for welfare. I'm like, well, because your job pays for it. And you cover the expense by your production. You know, so like, it's okay for your job to do it because they make that choice. But it's just a waste of your own money to test all, to test all these people. It's, it's, a, it's wasteful, 100%. So what the fuck? So I just want to shut this whole thing down and say, stop fucking posting about it. It's idiotic. <laughs> even if some of them are doing drugs, it's not tax effective. It isn't even effective for saving anybody. You know, it's, what are you trying to do? You know, right? Yeah. So I'm... In total agreement with you. Yeah, I yeah. agree too. <laughs> well done, Alex. What if? Here's my question: What if it was uh, financially effective? What if it cost only? What if it cost fifty cents to drug test someone? So it was like fifty cents total. So and there was a perfect test you could do to everyone. You know, a smartphone scans you or whatever, and uh, scans for fifty cents figures out whether you change. I your mean, mind. well, I would, I would still. I mean, the the problem with it is taking those people off welfare doesn't help them it doesn't no, help not society. at all it's completely yeah probably the opposite so i mean mo most of my thing comes from i just i think drugs are are bullshit and i don't really care if people are on drugs i i care if they're like you know have kids and they're neglecting their children then i care but if a person is just like smoking weed and obviously they smoke weed and that pops up on a welfare test they can't have welfare anymore but they can be completely fine smoking weed all the time so i, don't, I just don't care so even if the test was effective but i can't argue that with people who are anti-drug yeah. and pull So what if there was a test that if you were a parent? If you're a parent and you're on drugs that are fair, drugs. that are actually bad, then... Like what? Well, like the drugs that kill you and make you neglect your kids. Like marijuana doesn't make you neglect your kids, I don't think. Mm. Does it? I know a lot of parents that smoke plenty of pot and they are still great parents. That's true. I don't know, I don't know any parents well, who are on here's, heroin. Here's my take. I don't think... The drugs doesn't mean you're neglecting your kids. Right. Neglecting your kids means you're neglecting your kids. Right. You're uh, right. You're so right. I don't. I mean, I, I think drugs should be decriminalized overall. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 exactly where I'm at. Is I just don't like the the, the crime well, of doing drugs to not yeah, get but I, I, mean, I, think, I think the the issue that is inherent here is that they are being given money by the state, and if they're on drugs, they are obviously spending some of that money on drugs. Yeah. Therefore, do they deserve it? It's not a matter of like, are drugs bad? Mm -hmm. It's are they properly using the funds that we're giving them? Yeah, I mean that is you're right. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I guess I don't know what if we should not give them the money. Or... Yeah, I mean I'm for. I know what Minnesota has one called WIC, like Women's Infants Children, and it's like don't say women. You can't just yeah. You can't just buy anything. It's for particular foods and things like that. That's well, sure, yeah, but, but well, I guess they would, they would, the money they do get that's real, they would spend on drugs and then, like, they would buy groceries with their dollars. So it doesn't matter, you're lumping it all in. Yeah. Even if the money you're specifically getting can only be used for food, they should not be using recreational uh, drugs. I mean, I'm, well, I mean, if, if, I mean, the argument would be if they can't afford to live, then yeah. they should be buying necessities, not what about an iPhone? What if you have an iPhone? Well, exactly, that's what I'm going to say. What if you go gamble at all? That's totally legal. What if you go to a movie? What if you take yeah? What if you are addicted to, to film? Do this? Exactly. I mean, like, I mean, so it's just like you just got to leave it alone. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I say. And the other thing that made me do this is that I just or made me 
change my mind, I guess. I mean, I would, I would think I was ever said I was for this, but I just, I'm, I'm done worrying about how the poor are stealing money from us. Like, I'm just done worrying about that. Like the amount of money that we waste on welfare is, I don't care about it based on how much money we waste by bailing out banks and bailing out giant car manufacturers. Or like destroying other countries. Yeah, and paying for our military. So I, if I'm going to fucking get raged about tax money, I'm going to get raged about how it's being used to fund our fucking army and all the stupid nonsense. I'm just done worrying about making programs that punish the poor. It's a fucking joke. I'm over it. I mean, yeah, I don't like anybody who's exploiting the welfare system and stealing money from insurance and all that shit, but like, I just, it's, there's, there's not enough of them to make me care. I'm for people stealing money from insurance because that's private companies. Yeah, but that punishes everyone else because insurance risks go up for you. Says Selfish. insurance guy. <clears throat> Selfish. How much did, the, how much did the, the shareholders make last year? I mean, it's... Uh, I got no sympathy for any insurance company, period, ever, no matter what. They, may, they print money. There's nothing. There's no reason to be sympathetic yeah, towards. I like what you're saying. No, now here's they the, here, I mean, here's the ripping off insurance though. In the, in this case, okay, this is a real story from somebody on Facebook who says uh, he's mad now because Obamacare forces him to buy insurance. Mm-hmm. And he never had to before. He just opted out, never bought it, and just didn't get hurt. That was a strategy. But now he has to pay for it, and he's so annoyed. He's raging on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I says, well, I mean, don't don't you? Th-, and he's a real Republican type, you know. So he's a very fair, fair kind of a guy. Like, how is it fair for me to pay for other people's healthcare? I'm like, well, what happens to you if you get injured and you need to like pay a hundred thousand dollar bill? He goes, I won't get injured. Okay. Well, that's everybody's strategy for life. But what if you do get injured? He's like, well, if I get injured and I don't have insurance, then California takes care of me anyway. And I don't have to pay a dime. Is that happened to me when I got in a motorcycle accident a couple years ago? I'm like, okay, wait. So you did get injured in a motorcycle accident and then you incurred half a million dollars in medical bills and didn't pay a dime, a dime of it. And now you're telling me it's not fair for you to pay for other people's medical bills? Like, you must realize that you're like, yeah. but, but in this case, uh, the state of California paid for his health care. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, and that's the taxpayers. Like, the health right. insurance didn't pick that up. Yeah, I'm only against ripping off private insurance companies. Okay, well, I'm with you then. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. But it, it, a lot of times, if you're like opting out of insurance and you suffer a car accident, mm-hmm. the taxpayers are paying for you. So you're really ripping off your fellow man for that. I don't know if you should just rip off people because they make money. Like, that's just weird. Uh, well, you, it's not about a, you should. It's not it's a person. It's a corporation. I don't. I don't. Fe- I feel. I put them on different levels for me. Like I mean, I don't steal stuff, but I would feel like stealing from a store. I don't care. Well, care well, way right. less than stealing from a human being. Yeah, I think it's quite coward. different. <laughs> Why? Because you'd feel bad looking at that man's eyes and taking him from. As long as you don't have to see the face of the person. Well, no, because if I looked even into if I looked in the eyes of Bill Gates and stole his laptop. I would feel way less bad than if I looked into. You're morally confused. No, I feel less bad because that he can easily buy himself a new laptop without caring. Whereas a person who yeah, it's just means to justify a cruel action. It's not cruel to well, Bill Gates. It's not. I would say it's not cruel to steal. Yeah, the level of thousand bucks to Bill Gates. I think. The level I, I think matters. it's morally wrong. Yes, but that, it's a theft is wrong no matter who you're stealing from. No, he's not saying theft is right. Yeah, I yeah, think it's wrong, but I think it's not. It's okay to do it. Uh, no, I'm not saying, saying it's okay. I'm saying I think it's on a total different moral plane. Like I don't feel bad. That's, that's I don't feel bad not paying taxes. Like if I can not pay taxes, I don't feel bad at all. If I can find a way to loophole myself out of paying taxes, I absolutely will find a loophole because who who am I hurting? The American. Now are you saying well, you're like, kind of stealing from everyone, like you said back yeah, there? I am. Yeah, I am. Are you saying like man. a way to pay less taxes, or like I'm just like not going to fucking pay them? 
No, a way to pay less. I mean, I got to pay him. I'm going to jail. It's the same difference. But I can pay less by using a loophole by opening a company in my name that isn't a real well, company. Not, that's that's a legal way to do it. Just because it, if it's legal, but it's does loop- that make it mean it more? It is moral. Well, in this case, yeah. It's not. It's not stealing. It's so I mean, you, there's a lot of ways to to legally rip off an insurance company in that case. Yeah. So you can do it. It's fine. I mean, it's it's definitely if, if the rules allow for you're it. You're definitely ripping them off, and the rules are it's a loophole that like they just can't catch. Are you referring to something specific, or are you saying? Yeah. I mean, I know I I know a very specific case where you can for sure rip off an insurance company, and it's not. Well, I mean, it might be illegal if they could somehow know that you're that's your intent, but you they would never be able to know. I mean. Your description is so vague, I feel like. Well, I'll tell you exactly know. what it is. So a health savings account, you know what that is? Health savings account? Health? Health savings account. Okay. It's, a, it's a, an account you have that you can put your, you can fund pre-tax money into it and then spend it only on medical supplies. Okay. So think food stamps for medical only. Okay. So you can go to Walgreens and spend $1,000 on cough syrup, which is totally fine. Okay. Then you can return all the cough syrup and get a full refund and you just laundered your money. Yeah. You didn't pay tax on the money. And you didn't pay tax on any of your money. So you just broke... I mean, I guess you you broke the law, but you didn't really because that's all totally fine. And if and you're saying if your insurance company knew that that's what they did, they wouldn't get them in trouble? If they knew that you did that, they... I mean, only the IRS would punish you for that, but the insurance company have no way to report that or be able to identify that it happened. But I'm saying if, if they knew... I mean, it's against the. It's a, it is illegal to spend HSA dollars on non-medical things. Okay. So but you spent them on cough syrup. Yeah. So you you fulfilled your obligation. I and mean, honestly, it, for me, it would literally come down to the wording of it, and if it if it is wrong to do that. Yeah, it's, it's for sure wrong to do it. Well, then yeah, that's just as bad. So okay, okay, is it wrong then for a company like Microsoft to claim a headquarters in Ireland to? pay considerably less taxes than claiming a headquarters in America. It's not against the law. Yeah, it's not against the law. But it certainly feels like a loophole. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I would say, since that's fair for them to do, then it's fair for me to rip them off whenever I get a chance. <laughs> Why? Because they're, they're, they're looking to rip me off every chance they get, and it's only fair. They're looking to rip you off? Yeah. They're looking to extract maximum so value like, from if, me. If you leave your laptop on the porch, they're going to come steal it. No, but they get so to. How are they looking? How are they ripping you off? They they are you, are you forced to use their services? No. So they're not ripping you off. Go fuck yourself. I think that the corporations are trying to rip me off, but the, you don't have to use them. So go fuck yourself. I mean, I choose not to fuck myself, and I choose to well, use that. It's just stupid reasoning. I can steal from this corporation because they don't have great practices. Well, just don't fucking go near them. Doesn't well, mean we, we, agree, we agree it's morally wrong to steal. But, yeah, but, but this kid over here is saying that we're arguing, okay with it. And I'm saying we're arguing here wrong. that it's, it's less bad to steal from no, it's a not. corporation versus a person. It's completely not. You're a real, real black and white kind of guy. Yeah, and everything is. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's stupid. I think that's just the most idiotic thing ever. And I think that's something that's stupid fucking... Why don't, you think it's, why don't you think it's stupid for Microsoft to cheat on taxes by building a headquarters in Ireland they don't because really it's not use? cheating. Well, but it's obviously the only they only built a headquarters there to dodge a lot of taxes. Okay, then what we they should sell talk- the they sell the majority because of their stuff. The issue in there isn't what Microsoft is doing wrong. It's that's let's do policy reform. Yeah, but we're not going to do policy reform. They they are using they're exploiting. Okay, a well, the problem to- isn't with them for doing it within the bounds of what's legal. 
they cannot get in trouble for doing that no matter what, correct? There's nothing that they have done not, wrong or it's no, not right. Yeah. I mean, so they're fine. If you want to say that's wrong, change the policy on it. I mean, I would. Okay. Great. So, do you think all morality should be codified not based in law? No. Not. No. But in that case, you did. You think? Yeah, is it if wrong? It, if it, is it wrong for them to do what they're doing? Is it wrong regardless of law? If it's if it's legal for me to steal from my health savings account, but it's not. Well, I can do it, and I I will not get in trouble. Yeah, but it's not legal. I mean, that's like saying I can. I'm not even sure if it's not legal because. Well, you just told I'm, me that they would I'm, absolutely I'm, be in I'm, trouble. Yeah. I'm obligated. I'm fulfilling my obligation by medical supplies. But, what okay. I do with that coffee shop after, whether I sell it on eBay and to get my money, whether I return it back to the Walgreens. You you said with quite confidence just a couple minutes ago that either the IRS or the insurance company, if they knew exactly what you're doing, you'd get in trouble for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's wrong. But it's not illegal. It is. I'm not although, sure. Although, otherwise, they couldn't punish you. They couldn't just, say, well, they couldn't sure just say, I'm shaming you for what's wrong. If they can punish you, it's illegal. I, I don't know if it was. It, I actually don't know what, how, pretty legal, damn sure that's how the legality there works. I really don't know. I'm pretty sure that's just. Because you can substantiate the purchase. You can say, here's my receipt for buying the cough syrup. So I don't know what, what I do with the cough syrup after I, like, I have to drink it then. Can I, can I give it to my friends and family? Like, I'm not really sure what, how the, even I can get caught for that. I think it's within reason easily to say that that's illegal and there would be some sort of way. Protocol, something written that would get you in trouble. I think this that. is very similar to what companies do to cheat on taxes. It's a loophole that's obviously wrong, but there's not really a legal recourse to get them. So they take advantage of that to their full ability. Apple does it. Google does it. Yeah, everybody does it. Yeah. But so, but you don't think that's wrong because law deter... It is wrong though, right? I mean, it's wrong. They sell the majority of their services in America. They owe American taxes. They found a way to build a headquarters somewhere else just to dodge those taxes. That's, that, not, that's, that's not. That's not. That's wrong. No, that's not morally wrong. Hmm. Interesting guy. What do you think about that? You think it's wrong? Um. I don't know. I think it's tough to say if it's wrong. I mean, a co- like generally, a company that has like a board of directors, they're legally required to maximize profits for shareholders. Like that's the, the law says, if there's a loophole, you need to use it. Hmm. If there's a legal way to pay less taxes, you must do it. Like mm-hmm. that's like their law, the law of the individual company. Mm-hmm. Within, you know, within the laws of the tax code of the certain country. One of the laws in the United States says you can go build a headquarters in Ireland and pay no US taxes. So, I mean, uh, it feels like it seems kind of morally wrong, but I'm kind of with you in that if it's not illegal, like why should they not do it? But at, at the same time, I don't think that, I don't know, I, I don't, I, would, I wouldn't expect a company to, to be held to some sort of morals. I expect them to be held to what the law says. So that's what I expect them to do. So in that case, I, I think the law should be changed so that they can't legally do it. I think the disconnect here is that, and I'm not just saying it's you, and I, I hate this idea, and I, and I mean, I'm not identifying as, as any type of political standpoint, but I do think this is like something that liberals fucking freak out about and forget. Like every single fucking company, well, I mean, Vast majority of them, and if you want to say like some of them started from giant investments from already conglomerates, well, that conglomerate started eventually. All of them started with just just like a person starting a fucking business. It was like you being like, I'm gonna open my mom and pop shop. Yeah. And they became really successful, yeah. and then they grew, and you know, like I said, maybe they invested in a giant one and bought it out, but that still started from that one person. Yeah. So you're, I mean, seriously, look inside your terrible fucking souls, both of you, and tell me how big did they get before you feel comfortable stealing from them? A million dollars here. Really, once once your guy that you knew down the road started off a fucking. I mean, I'm never I'm never gonna steal from anyone I know. And that's or, also, I'm never I'm never gonna steal from any individual human being. 
I'll least, steal. At I, least you're starting to realize how ridiculous you sound. I would steal from a corporation which is not any individual human being. That's some entity that it I started. Think, it started from a man. Yeah, that, guy, that guy retired though. He's done. You don't know that. Maybe not. Maybe it got well, really big real fast. Their, their but, price, even, but even if he does, Google's still alive. But even if he does, it's yeah, not. He's still working for him. Not retired. He gets Facebook. once it turns into a company. He's the your individual hardworking dude who started this company. He's legally absolved from personal responsibility for this company. That's the whole point of getting an LLC or something like that. So if your company goes bankrupt and you do all these horrible things that aren't criminally illegal, you don't have to bankrupt yourself because yeah. the company gets shut down. That's why. That's a difference between a human being's money and a corporation's money. Like I said, I don't steal. I don't advocate stealing. Just saying, I would feel less bad when I hear some company got ripped off on this order. Like I. You know, that's way different for me than a human being. They have they're held to a different standard in terms of what they're personally liable for and what this money is doing. The money is going to sustain some kind of an abstract entity of a corporation. If you want to say when you hear about an event that happened and you feel less bad about something that happened to a corporation than a person, mm -hmm. I can understand the reasoning there. But if you want to actually argue that the act is of a different moral, that's just wrong. Is it? You're more than welcome to say that I feel I feel worse about my mom getting shot than some stranger. You're more than welcome yeah. to say that. Well, that's... Yeah. But you can't say that my mom getting shot is a worse crime than some stranger getting shot. You cannot say that. Is, it, is, is stealing from a starving person a bigger crime than stealing from a person no. that has no, no problem with more same. food? Is, don't you feel worse about one or the other? It doesn't matter if you feel worse or not. It's, well, the, I mean, same, that's, it's that's, the same fucking that's crime. That's what you're saying. This, I mean, we're admitting it's a crime, but you no, feel I mean, worse I, than one or the other. I did say first that I, I would personally, if I did it, I would feel better about stealing from a corporation than I did about mm -hmm. a human. That's what he takes issue with. Yeah. He can feel, he can feel that. He can you were, you were saying that you're, you're okay with it. You're not just saying you would feel worse about it. Yeah. I'm, uh, if one of my, well... I still wouldn't do it. I guess I could say. I don't know. I, I just think I like I said. You're more than welcome to feel whatever the fuck you want, but you can never justify that something the same act is is better or worse doing it to two different things. Maybe I, okay. What if it's my buddy? My buddy's like, yeah, man, I ripped off my insurance. You know, I pretended I, I pretended I crashed my car. I got a check for fifteen thousand bucks, and mm -hmm. like I did cars fine. I sold it. I actually fuck made two thousand yeah. dollars off the car. I'd say, good on you, man. I hope you don't get caught. Yeah, if man. my friend said, yeah, you know, that I went to this place and this guy went in the back and this, or like a steal from a human being, I would be like, oh, you're terrible. Yeah, I was at a hobby store and the guy left. I stole the fucking, I stole his laptop and ran off. Fuck that. that fuck Although, you, man. When I, what I started to say there is I said someone went to a business and they left the safe open and I realized I would feel, I was somewhere in, be in between on that one where I was feeling bad about it. I would I would think less of my friend more than doing that. Well, I mean, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I don't. That is interesting. Like, what, what if I work at a giant fucking chain of restaurants like yeah. Applebee's? Okay. And mm -hmm. someone thinks, whatever, I'm gonna fucking walk out. Cool. You just cost me money. I have to. Fucking You're, you as a server. Yeah. Well, that's sure. That's you. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, the, the, the case of insurance fraud is like. No, but it's the same thing. Somebody, somebody somewhere has to pay for that fucking money. Let me talk. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I said. If you scam insurance, everybody pays for it. Everyone's insurance goes up to pay for that. Whether you steal directly from me, you you take my wallet when I'm not looking. Yeah. Or you walk out. It's but it's costly. just, it's really hard to see the victim of insurance fraud, though. But I'm saying you shouldn't see the victim. It's hard for me. Because yeah. I'm, 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 I share the victimization as much as everybody else. I'm stealing for myself, pretty much. All theft is theft, and all theft is equal. I wonder what, where's Yuri? I want to know if the law is different. 
As in if uh, I steal I'm money a from a human being right or now, if so I steal money from... You'll never come again to the podcast. Shut up. What? Well, he didn't come the one time, and then he never called me and said, hey, sorry I didn't come, maybe I'll come another time. He just never talked to me again, as a matter of fact. I haven't talked to him in, in many, many weeks. Is he alive? Is he okay? I don't know. He had the flu last I heard, and then he just never <laughs> fucking contacted me. He's not dead. He's been live-tweeting live fucking NCAA for the last five days. <laughs> About the Badgers? That's fucking stupid, they, yeah. Oh, they won, right? They won their last game, yeah. Oh, fucking sports. So he's live-tweeting, so he's definitely alive. He's not talking to me, that's for sure. It's like I fucking offended him or something. Right, we, sorry, Yuri, for bringing that up. We better go to picks. Let's go to picks. Picks? Uh, picks. See, this is a segment. And I never tell my guests about what picks are. Uh, we have a segment where we talk about things that are, we think are cool, movies you want people to see, books you want to write, okay. projects and shit that's, that are going on. I watched Blade Runner for my first time, which is weird. The original one? Uh, I saw wait, it. It's did... called the theatrical release. Yeah, the original. Did they make a remake or they aren't? They're, they're talking about okay, a remake. Sorry. Yeah, uh, so I watched it on Netflix. Uh, the movie's amazing. Absolutely love it. Awesome. So atmospheric. The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, Harrison Ford, obviously, I love him. The movie's very good. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, if you're like me and you've seen parts of it but never seen the whole thing, watch the whole thing. The movie's just super good. You've seen it? Mm, I think I did when I was younger, but I don't know. Gotta watch it again. It. So good. Perhaps. How about you? It's been a while. Gotta Maybe watch I'll it. just steal a copy from the local giant store. You can you can get it on Netflix for. I'll steal it on the internet. Thank you. you. Steal it on the internet, no problem. Uh, what do we got here, Malone? Intentionally not having an opinion. Yeah, uh, this is something I've been somewhat trying. Uh, I'm trying to intentionally like not have opinions about things, as in uh, kind of like what you said. Everyone gets outraged. Like everyone also has. There's a lot of pressure I feel to analyze everything and have an opinion about this. I mean, you're incredibly opinionated. Uh, I want to try to just reduce the number of things I have an opinion on uh, where most things like hey, you know what do you think about this is like I don't care you know I want to just not care about I think about that and I want to uh, maybe focus my opinions on things that really matter or matter to me do you have an opinion about not having an opinion uh, I haven't really tried too much yet <laughs> I think I like my guess is I'll my guess is it won't make any changes and I'll kind of give up on thinking it but I don't know I like okay. it yeah. I'm curious now, are you just not expressing opinions, or you're literally trying to like absolve yourself of opinions? You know, it'll. I, I guess it'll start as not expressing, and I'm hoping maybe it'll turn into not having maybe them. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's like clear, you know, clear, kind of like Zen. Uh, clear your mind for what you care about. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta empty that container before you can fill it up with something better. And tell us about this other one you got. Oh yeah, so uh, I do. I'm a computer programmer for my job, and uh, I found this website called myscript myscriptfont.com. You print out a piece of paper, you like write all the letters, and then you upload it back, and it makes a font that you can install on your computer or use on a website or something. Uh, it's pretty cool. It worked really slick. Like worked perfect the first time I tried it. Uh, yeah, it seems like a totally free service. Yeah, I'll put the link up in the uh, the web the website. So you can go to greerdie.com and check it out. Oh, I thought I didn't write this down. I thought it'd be funny to uh, do a celebrity death prediction, like a celebrity, big name celebrity who will die before the next podcast. Oh wow! Like we could all put one in, and then if, if one of us wins, it's like mm, it's shit. on the record. I mean, I gotta kind of. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't really. Thought I'm not ready. It. Sean Connery. Why? He's old. I'll say Chuck Norris. It's gotta be someone who. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm, on the, I'm on the on spot here. What's that Golden Girl is still alive? <laughs> B. Arthur. 
Is that the one? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them still alive, are there? No, I think only one. Really? I have no idea. I don't know. I picked the living one. <laughs> okay. The last golden girl. All right. You're mine. We'll see which one of us has no Gotta see guys now. The cops You'll feel come. bad. You're going to be like, what did you do to her? All right. Mitch, you got any picks you want to throw in here? Uh, I mean, I wasn't really ready, so I don't think I have anything I'm, I'm picking. All right. That's fine. You don't have to have one. Hey, you can check out my writing. You want that? Maybe do that. I'm, I'm Heather Byington. Mitch is a writer. Mitch is a secret, a, a closet novelist. <laughs> he kept a secret from me for many years. All of a sudden, one day, he just comes out and says, I'm writing a novel. Is it out? No, I'm not talking about that. It's actually a New York bestseller. Okay. Mitch told no one. Uh, I wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> my, 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 my stage name is... Stay, what do they call it? Book pen name? They call it? Yeah. So yeah, I'll, we'll put a link. So Mitch, is, Mitch is working on a, on a project with uh, some photographs and writing these fiction pieces. Yeah. Company. I'll, I'll put a link up there. You should do it. I want, I want people to make me feel really bad about it. <laughs> I, 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 people who listen are generally pretty nice. Do you allow comments? Like on um, whatever it's on? No, I don't very much. Um, the girl that I'm working with, Heather, is basically like the moderator of all the websites she puts it up on. And she will give me feedback that people get. I mean, I don't know if she's filtering it or not. Um, but I don't get to see much of it, no. So, I mean, if I wanted to, I could go see, see, seek it out. And Hopefully they'll leave some comments on a YouTube video for you to look at. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming to this podcast. Let us know if uh, if you like Mitch, give us a like. If you don't like Mitch, make sure to give us a dislike, and then we'll see if we'll ever be back on again. And then, but make sure that you're clarifying whether the dislike was for me. Okay. Yeah. Dislike from this really mean they don't like me. <laughs> so thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs>